Welcome back, everybody, to the Jetsway podcast. It's Jake and Sean. Bro, how are you? I'm all right. That that bro just brought Joe Beningo into my head. I was I was doing it in honor of Joe Beningo. I love I it. I was. I was just going to lead with that because we just want to take this time to express how sad we are that a legend is calling it a career that is Joe Beningo, the voice of all Jet fans. Um sucks it really it really there's no other way around it and uh craig carton thoughts on him thoughts on carton and evan i think carton you know it was inevitable like we said like like many episodes ago that he was me back on radio i didn't think it would be the fan and this fast and he's right into the afternoon drive apparently with with evan so we'll see but joe i'm definitely gonna miss him he was a great listen. He was a very passionate fan. And hopefully he still makes uh, some appearances here and there. And hopefully one of his teams can bring one home for him. Dude, 25 years, not yeah. one championship. So bad, man. Like, they actually, did a th- they actually did a study where the only, I believe it was the only two teams that had a winning record while Beningo was on the fan was the Rangers and the Mets by like two games. Wow. Oh, so like total games. Total games like in 25 years. Wow. And the Jets wow. the Jets were, I believe the Knicks were the worst one, believe it or not. That doesn't really surprise really? me. I mean. Yeah, yeah. With but, other teams, small runs here and there, but. But Beningo, going to miss him. Monday mornings won't be the same. Losing just won't be as fun anymore. Yeah. It won't be. But hopefully when they hire the new coach, they we, we hear what Beningo has sure. to say. I You're need right. to hear it. And that Jet Fan Hall of Fame that they have, Beningo is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Get the guy in the Jet Fan Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got to be. I agree. What a legend. He's got to be. They, they have to put him in there. He deserves it. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, deserving or lack thereof, the Jets had a game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. The Jets uh, predictably lost 18-10. to 10. The Bills were trying their best to give the Jets the game, but the Jets just had no interest in winning a football game on Sunday. They had four total yards in the second half. The first half, it looked like they were moving the ball pretty well. Michael Pirine had a touchdown. Uh, first drive of the game, they had to settle for a field goal. And then, of course, of course, we got to get into this because Adam Gase was not calling plays on Sunday. I want to hear what you have to say about that. But four yards in the second half? And that fourth and and fourth and inches call, fourth and one call, when the game was three nothing, bro, just just I'm sorry to sound like Benigo there, but just like <laughs> what was that up the middle? Oh, so bad. Yeah, but I what, mean, what was your thoughts on Loggins? Like, let's hear it. I mean, that Loggins, to me at least, is just he's Gase's minion, his right hand man. So I really didn't expect things to change, but they did look decent at during the first half and then when it came out that Loggins was calling plays we're like all right you know what if you know he's look he looks okay but me and you both know he's just he's just like an extension of Gase to me really so it was just typical Jets I mean the team disappeared in the second half yeah and it's just same old Jets (laughs) my whole thing is why did they get away from running the ball in the second half they were running yeah. it effectively in the first half. Gore, Frank Gore had a couple of nice runs, believe it or not, in the first half. Pirine, what were, I just don't understand why they just stopped running the ball. It wasn't like the game got out of hand where you had to stop running the ball. They just tried throwing the ball all over the field, and your quarterback was just getting killed. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't sitting there rooting for us to lose. I know a bunch of other fans probably were, but I would have liked to have stuck, uh, to have stuck it to the Buffalo Bills. Why not? Too. Yeah, me too. You know, we're going to win, what, one or two games at most this year if we even win a game or two? I, I wouldn't mind seeing us beat the Bills and the Patriots as our only two wins this year. So the fact that we just handed the Bills an easy game like that, just it's ridiculous. And the defense, I get it, they didn't give up any touchdowns, but – my God, can they please stop somebody on third down? Just every third down, boom, Cole Beasley over the middle. Stefan Diggs uncovered. Uh, Josh Allen running all over us as per usual. Just sick and tired of the same garbage every week. Really am. Yeah, and literally nothing has changed besides they looked okay in the first half offensive-wise. And six field goals, right, to, uh, to put us down. And he missed two or something like that. He missed right? one. He missed he one. one. He missed one. He missed one. Of course, he Just drills so one from 53, too. Yeah, and I was watching the game. I was like, wow, they're not going to score a touchdown. We're going to lose. This guy's going to drill like 10 field goals. They tried their best to hand us the game. Even the last drive of the game, they said, here, it's still one possession game. Two-minute drill, Jets. Let's see yeah. it. But how many times have we blown games inside two minutes up by six or seven? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And the, and the offensive line just – Everybody needs to be replaced besides Beckton, who I'm going to be honest with you, really didn't have that good of a game. I get it. He kind of pancaked a couple of people, but he had that killer penalty where Sam made a really nice throw. I forget who the receiver was. I think it was Braxton Berrios on that where Beckton was inexcusable too. It wasn't even like it was a holding penalty. No, he was not lined up on the line of scrimmage. Like, what is that? So he had that, gave up two sacks, didn't have a good game, but he looks like a player, so I'm not going to get on him too much. But this guy, uh, Greg Van Roten, oh my, just, who was the other guy? Josh Andrews that replaced uh, Alex Lewis, who stinks also, by the way. Bro. Yeah, our, Get our rid guard of play, the guard play is terrible. So here's the hoping that Clark, the guard pick, is, is decent. I mean, they said some positive things about how he looked in practice, but obviously that doesn't mean anything until you're in the game. <laughs> These practices. Yeah. So I just want to see him in the game. Really, and and see how he does it. And we gotta play these young guys. Like, even if Gore's going, like, come on, like he's not he's not uh, bringing us anywhere. Put the rookie in the game. It, he looks good too when you yeah. put him in the game. Like he looks, he looks explosive. He's got good vision. He can catch passes. He picked up a really nice blitz on that that throw that Sam had. Um, I believe it was to Denzel Mims, who I thought showed a lot of promise in that first half, and then just we forgotten mm. he even existed in the second half. It was like all season we didn't have Denzel Mims, so. There was that, and yeah, Gore needs to go. But the good thing that I will say about the offensive line, there is some silver lining here. We're able to get rid of them all after this season, with the exception of maybe Connor McGovern, who I expected more from. I didn't expect anything from Fant. I knew Alex Lewis was trash from last year. Van Roten is a journeyman, average Joe at best. So we can get rid of them all. Van Roten on a one-year deal. Alex Lewis we can cut. No dead money after this year. George Fant, we can cut. No dead money. So, at least they could be replaced. Exactly. I mean, that's the uh, that's the risk of the one-year type deals or, like, being able to get out of, a, out of a deal after one year. And that's what Joe Douglas did with a lot of deals. So, hopefully they work out. It just would have been nice to see Crowder out there because then you would have had pretty much what you signed up for for the season. You would have had Mims, Crowder, Perriman. Perriman, of course, is hurt again, but we didn't need Robbie Anderson to come back. We need Perriman to get hurt again. 
So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just – I think uh, Jadavia's white was on Mims in the second half. I mean, that really doesn't mean much because the whole offense didn't do anything, but that's yeah. when Mims has his first, first game in the NFL. I really am rooting for these rookies, though. I want to see yeah. P. Ryan have 100 yards. I want to say, okay, you know what? We have a running back for next year. I want to see Denzel Mims score, you know, a 50-yard touchdown, burn past the defender, look good. Because then we have something. We can't just bring in – I get it, everyone wants Trevor Lawrence, but we can't just surround him with nothing or else we're going to have the same problem we had with Sam. So if we have a receiver, we have a good slot receiver, we have a running back, I get it, we still probably need to draft another one next year anyway, but at least we have something to go off of where those guys don't perform and we can't move the football, it's concerning. It really is. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the year is definitely about just seeing seeing who can play and see, seeing who can't play. Yeah, and just to go off of uh, what you said about uh, seeing who can play and who can't play, Adam Gase, not that anyone really gives a damn what he has to say, but today he said he noticed an excited Joe Douglas in the building. Might have something to do with Becton Healthy playing. Uh, Denzel Mims, we know he exists now. He's a real person. He's playing. He looked. He had his moments last game. We'll see what he does for the rest of the season. Um, I have a funny story about Denzel Mims. I'll get into it with you in a second. Really? But um, we have Asher Davis. He exists too. It looks like he's going to get the start on Sunday. That McDougal yeah. should never play another down for the rest of the season. He's in a contract year. We got to see what Ashton Davis has. Um, Cameron right. Clark, he's yeah. healthy, ready to ready to play. He should be playing every down. Sit Van Roten down. Send him to the moon. Uh, Zuniga is going to make his debut. We, he exists too, apparently. Huh. Um, obviously, Braden Mann, the great punter, punting. He's getting a lot of work in. <laughs> Making tackles, and too. Ma- making tackles, too. Of course, we, we got to put that part in there. Um, James Morgan, a waste of a draft pick, but it, it is yeah. what it is there with him. So, Joe Douglas and Bryce Hall also is working his way back in practice. It would be nice to see him get out there because this guy, Pierre Desir, can we please just get rid of this guy already? That yeah, was the big been, addition. He's been awful. Awful. And he, bless Austin, too, huh? I had hopes for him. He just looks like a regular depth player now at best. Yeah, he hasn't really shown much. But a uh, funny story real quick about Denzel Mims. I uh, forgot who tweeted first, but I interact a lot with Antonio Cromartie on Twitter. And we were going back and forth, you know, about uh, – I was t- saying, you know, you got to give Douglas the – I was being fair to Joe Douglas. He was saying we never draft well at this position. We never draft well at that position. I said, last rookie draft class – actually showed something last game you have the Mims kit I I mentioned Denzel Mims and he goes when have we ever drafted a good receiver they always get hurt I said you know he was hurt for the first six weeks this year but what if he finishes the year healthy and looks good then you have something there we killed the guy for nothing that's my whole thing with everybody I feel like the coach is their biggest problem right now and that's the biggest hire I think we might have a GM because the rookie class I get it they were hurt in the beginning but yeah, they're showing things. They, they are, are showing things. They are. They they really are. So, you would go full P Ryan next game, I assume, right? Frank Gore, yeah. short yardage. I don't see. I I don't see a reason why not. Honestly. Yeah, P, he he really reminds me of a Bilal Powell back in the day. He really. Yeah. That that's that we said it all off season. He looks like a Bilal. Um, 
But Adam Gase still remains employed. What week are you firing him? Oh, he's got to be gone now. But it's like they're committed to him staying the whole year, which is bizarre. But if it's for the tank, it's for the tank. If it's for Trevor, I can't really complain. But a good coach in here would change a lot. And hopefully, it, I mean, we know it's going to feel a lot different next year with a whole new coach and staff. So we'll see, man. I I really think it could be after the Patriots game because they have the bye. They're 0 and 9. Really do we really want hit does he really want to coach them at 0 and 9 knowing he's fired, knowing they haven't been competitive this year? It just seems humane to just take the guy out of his misery. Don't you think? I would I would have thought that weeks ago though. Like he's he's been a walking dead man I feel like for a while. <sighs> just I it's tough. Like I don't know. I almost feel bad for him. I yeah, almost like, feel bad he, for him. He has to know he's a walking dead man. Like he, like he's not stupid. Like at least we think he's not that stupid. That's why I don't feel bad for wishing for him to get fired. He still gets paid, yeah. even though he's not coaching. He still gets a check, so he'll be fine financially. And better part is, we take him out of his misery. He could be hanging out and having fun with his family for those freezing cold months of December, end of uh, November, December. <laughs> it seems like the humane thing to do. So hopefully that gets taken care of. And that'll really show everybody that, hey, we we are committed to this thing here. We're not yeah. just going to be an embarrassment. Sure, we suck, but we're not going to continue to embarrass ourselves like this. We'll show that we kind of care about not embarrassing ourselves. So there's that. Yeah. Just real quick, bro. Uh, I just want to get to one thing that I read this week. Uh, from Tony Pauline. I don't know how reliable that is. I feel like he says a lot of things too where Mm -hmm. they don't really amount to much, but he said the name that he keeps hearing on uh, around the league from executives, GMs is one particular candidate for the Jets head coaching job. Did you see this report? I did not. This is going to be news to me. He said, Don Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens is the name he keeps hearing. That what would, would your thoughts be? It would be very Joe Douglas. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was anybody from the Ravens or Eagles organization. But I don't know too much about him. But, I mean, the Ravens are a great organization. They have been for a while. So, I'm not going to be up in arms about something like that. I just want a leader that leads the whole team pretty much opposite of what, of what Gase is doing. We have had good luck with uh, former Ravens defensive coordinators. So, maybe that could be a good selling point. But another really good organization, perhaps great organization, wanted to hire Martindale last year. Not wanted to. He finished as the runner-up for a job last year, it seemed like. That would be the New York football giants. Hmm. Interesting. They really like – he apparently really impressed them in interviews. Now, Sean, maybe – I know he's a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive-minded head coach. What if I told you who he planned on bringing in as his offensive coordinator last year? Did you happen to know? No, I did not. He planned on bringing Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator last year. And we had to keep Gase, though. We, yeah. we had oh, to keep Gase. Man. Douglas is going to bring in this guy last year when, when Brady could have been had as to, to be the offensive coordinator with Sam and year. Th- we, we had to keep Adam Gase for that continuity, though. Oh, that's bad. But that's yeah, who we wonder- wanted. Who would be your ideal uh, offensive coordinator if we were to get him? Oh, God. Like, realistic, Honda, you know? Yeah. I, I honest, Honestly, I don't. 
Like, who are the candidates, though? Could, exactly, could, Joe, exactly. could this guy bring Joe Brady from Carolina to come coach that's the Jets next that's year? That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. Like, something like that thought came into my mind, but why would he leave after such a short amount of time? Well, I don't know. If he comes to I, – I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Trevor Lawrence. If, I mean, Tre- I want to talk to you about, Lawrence. about Trevor Lawrence, but if we get the first pick and Trevor Lawrence is coming out, then things can start happening. <laughs> who would be my offensive coordinator, though? The, the like hot a college name, guy, like who? A, a college guy, but the hot, I, the guy that I do that I have taken a liking to with how he's worked with this one rookie quarterback is Pep Hamilton of the Chargers, the quarterbacks coach. Okay. It seems like he's doing a really good job over there with Justin Herbert. Herbert's getting oh. better. Herbert looks alert. Maybe that could be our offense coordinator. He was Andrew Luck's coach in college, or coordinator. Okay. It was a coach or co- no? It wasn't the coach. It was the co- it wasn't his coordinator in college. I'm honestly not Hamilton. Sure. Yeah, something like that. I know he was a Stanford guy at one point, but maybe him. Uh, definitely not. Just I'm sick of these reused, recycled coordinators that just haven't yeah. gotten it done. Like, no more Changeleys, no more Marty Morinwigs, no more, uh, <laughs> let's think, uh, Shoddy, uh, Sperano. Uh, just please, if they yeah. already sucked as a coordinator, I would much rather see them bring in uh, John Morton. Remember that guy? I actually oh, yeah. thought Morton wasn't terrible, believe it or not, compared to what we've had. But yeah, the, I mean, guy, the, the best one we've had was Jeremy Bates. Yeah. As sad as it is, bring yeah. Jeremy Bates back for all we get. No, just kidding, of course. <laughs> but, I, the, but the main thing I wanted to say, though, about this guy, Martindale, the fact that he did want to hire Brady and the fact that he comes from the Ravens, an organization that knows a thing or two about winning, has a track record with Douglas, would work civilly with him. That does matter. It shows me that he kind of knows where football is going. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Not to throw any shade here. <laughs> Slight shade, but I mean, yeah. Slightly. I mean, uh, it's to be decided on if Joe Douglas is some great GM, but he, it's trending upward. I think we we could agree on that. So hopefully, I mean, he has those connections with, with the Ravens, so hopefully he could pry him away if, if that really is a thing. Douglas has two huge demerits for me right now. Number one, I'm going to say it again. Why would you let Robbie Anderson leave and bring in Brashad Perriman? That's always going to be on Douglas' yeah. track record, always. Number two, this offensive line is absolutely terrible. The yeah. fact that he thought George Fant was going to come in here and play good football, come on. Van Roten, Lewis, you kidding me? Maybe he did want Joe to, uh, Tooney, the guy. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, so maybe yeah. we can get him now. But that's, that, that's, that's pathetic. And he really didn't give Sam Darnold any shot this year. He had zero shot. Whether that be – obviously, it's not all on the coaching and Douglas, but he had no shot. He had, how big of a leap was he going to take from last year? The, the team was right. worse. Around, I try, we, we talked about this. They are worse <laughs> than they are last year, if that was even possible. We literally had the worst offense in the league last year, and we turned it into a worse group of skill position players. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, he, he lied to Sam's parents when he said he was going to oh, protect their son. That was God, a, that was a so blatant well. lie. Because Sam has, he has not gotten a fair shot. We, we have said it so many times. He is really not getting a gotten a fair shake in the line is it's brutal man he has no time he's getting killed can i tell you another interesting opinion that i heard this week okay 
I, I'm a frequent watcher of the herd. <laughs> Sometimes oh, uh, Colin can say some crazy things. Crazy things to say the least. But he said if he was because he was talking today about trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, the name Sam Darnold came up, Ooh. and he said he wouldn't trade Darnold. And if he got the first pick, he said he would trade it. He said he would trade it for six picks. He said he would trade it for three firsts and three wow. marquee picks after that and build your roster because you already have two. You already you, you could have three. For, if you really think about it, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what I would do, but three firsts this year and three firsts next year, it doesn't sound bad, especially because next year we're going to suck too. So it, it sounds enticing. And Colin Coward is a huge Sam Donald guy. Like he's like ever since like, USC, like, he's loved him. <laughs> In fairness, though, he did say uh, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. He did say that, though. I got it. It's yeah. not like he doesn't like Lawrence. He clearly loves Lawrence, too. But the way the, the heat, what he said, though, I guess kind of made sense because he's like, you bring Trevor Lawrence in here, what do, what do you think is going to happen? There's nothing for him to work with. If you keep Darnold here on his rookie deal – you you get all those marquee picks. You have tons of cap space. You can kind of build your football team around and see what the kid has because he still he still does have some flashes. I get it. He had a, another bad game on Sunday, but he does have those moments where yeah he still does show some things. I gotta say, but I wouldn't trade Sam because God forbid. Can you just imagine us just trading Sam and Joe Flacco comes in here and wins like two or three games by yeah. some miracle, and that then we have nothing for next year. We just we're sitting here, you know. Sitting yeah. on our thumb. <laughs> that would be that would be so brutal. I mean the the Sam keeping Sam and trading out of the spot like is very enticing. Like if Douglas were to do that, it's like all right, like he's he's really good, like going all in on Sam. So that that'd be crazy. But my gut says they're gonna they're gonna take it would, Yes, it would scratch my head even more because okay, if you really like Sam that much to trade out of a spot to draft Trevor Lawrence, then why the hell would you assemble this group of misfits this year rather than give him – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, next year, schedule's a lot easier. Things can ah, happen. Dude, they're, they're, they need a lot of players. No, they do, but, like, let me just lay something out to you. We draft Trevor Lawrence. He's the real deal, like – he looks good, like, for a season. We have the easier schedule. We have some extra picks. Free agency. We have we have highest cap space, I think, in the league. You never know. I'm going to say we're going to be good. We're going to – hopefully we look significantly better. Might be too too big, but definitely better. You know what part you left out? What? Who's coaching this team? I mean, if we have Trevor Lawrence, things are going to be very exciting. <laughs> Who's so, – Who's coaching this team, though? Is Bill O'Brien coaching this team next year, or Jason Garrett, or Dan I mean, Quinn? I'd be for Mortensen. I mean, offensive-minded is first choice, but I'm not going to scoff at. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm open to the Martindale idea um, to be more of a CEO, leader of men. Obviously, you should try for Biennemi. I think he's going to the Texans. I'm not even going to waste time talking about him. Brady, you know I love Brady. Um. The name Dabo Sweeney came up today. I think Joe said he wanted him. I can't see Dabo wow. Sweeney leaving Clemson. Me neither. Do you, I don't think he would really get along. I don't know how he would work in New York either, to be completely honest with you. I feel like this is not Clemson campus. This is yeah. the Mecca. <laughs> yeah, you're, 
you're not in Kansas anymore when you're uh, up in the big city. Yeah, like I I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Um, other college guys is that guy Matt Campbell uh, from Iowa State that the Jets wanted to interview. He smart smartly declined. <laughs> um, I can't see him interviewing again. If he didn't want an interview two years ago, why the hell is he interviewing now? I mean, it's a different regimen. Hopefully, the owner's staying out of the search, but it is a different regimen. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the situation is way worse now, though, than it was two years ago. I get. I guess Trevor Lawrence makes yeah. it a little bit better, but exactly. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, what do you think about? I mean, it's just like it's just the media being the media, but what do you think about the media like pushing this narrative that Lawrence shouldn't come out? It, it's it's just typical lazy journalism <laughs> yeah. of the LOL Jets. Ha ha, they suck. Ha ha, because it makes their jobs easier. You're right. Because if they so if they don't if they don't have LOL jet stories to write, then what else is what else are people gonna read? People aren't gonna read people aren't gonna read about a team that's good if everything's great. They wanna read about, oh, there's dysfunction here, drama here. Oh, that's funny. Let me read that. That's what it is. These people I tweeted it the other day. If this team ever got back to what it used to be in two thousand and nine, two thousand ten on Direx Ryan, imagine if like Twitter was around back then. People would lose oh, their man. freaking minds, dude. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves. If the Jets were good, that's why people are just holding out just a little bit of hope that Lawrence goes back so they could poke jabs at the Jets all the time. Ha ha Jets, ha ha Jets. And that's all they have because they know if Lawrence comes here, there's a very good chance that he could be the guy where, okay, it was meant to be. They go 0-16, 1-15, Adam Gase was broke. You know what I'm saying? It just creates yeah. a good story, and people don't want to see us winning. We have to oh, defy. We're not just fighting ourselves here. Nah. That is for sure. There's outside factors. Teams like the Jets and, and teams in other leagues that are just notoriously dysfunctional, they, the media loves to kick them while they're down. They love it. And speaking of media kicking the Jets while they're down, uh, our good buddy Manish Mehta this week came out and <sighs> said, Quinton Williams is actively being shopped. The Jets are trying to trade him. And it was like a, 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 a flock of Jet reporters after that. Yeah. disputed the report. He's not for sale. It's like they went, hey, Gase, what are we thinking here? Hey, Gase, uh, can you throw us a little bone here for all the all the positive press we gave you? Gase is like, it's not going anywhere. You know, it's saying, he lets <laughs> them know. And then he let they all let him know. Um, and Manish Mehta looks to be wrong yet again. And why is he still doing this? I oh, Who knows? I mean, for the clicks, for the attention, I, I mean, we talked about it before. Yeah, I mean, and this whole situation sounds very familiar. Like Jamal Adams, they have to they have to physically tell tell Quinn that he's not on the block, you know. And that's that's never good for a young player. I don't I don't like I don't like seeing that pattern. And bro, let me tell you, I wouldn't even trade him. Yeah. Like he he looks good. And you know me, I don't like I didn't like Quinn. I, I don't know how I feel about him yet. But you know, I was very 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 hard yeah. on that guy. He looks good. Like he I mean, looks, the penalties got to oh, stop. Well, another roughing I mean, the passer penalty, but still. I mean, that one where he literally tapped his helmet was ridiculous, but. Well, the one in that he, Broncos game was ridiculous. There, the, yeah. the, one, the second one in the Broncos game was absolutely ridiculous, but he's making big stops on third and short. Uh, he's, he's getting to the. Applying pressure. He's getting, he's, yeah. he's getting there. He's 20. What is he, 22 years old? 22, yeah. Can we please get him like an edge rusher maybe? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. 
come on, man. We can't, we have to have some good young. I agree with you. You said it last week. I was a little, eh, you know, let's get this pick. We have to have some good young players. Exactly. We can't just have nothing. So Having nothing is the worst possible thing we could do. I wouldn't tra- I don't think I yeah. trade him. I, I don't think I trade him. The only untouchables on this team that I would consider, I wouldn't trade um, based on the returns that I think they'd get. I wouldn't trade Quinn Williams. I wouldn't trade Becton, obviously. I wouldn't trade Denzel Mims. I, they're not gonna, I'm not even going to include the rookies. So Becton, yeah. Mims, they're, they're obviously not going to trade. I would not trade Jamison Crowder. Okay, um, yeah. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't trade him. And outside of that, I would sign Marcus May to an extension, so I wouldn't trade him either. So they better sign Marcus May to an extension. I, I will be. Yeah. I will be beside myself if they don't bring him back. Yeah, you you can't get rid of anybody. You have to keep your good players, especially when May's not going to demand some absurd contract. It'll probably be like a fair contract for a good player. You can't just bring in all new players. You have to have yeah, some familiar work. faces, man. And mm-hmm. Marcus May has been – you haven't heard a word from him about the misfortunes of this team and seems to be in uh, – outstanding teammate during all this hardship so you i no, i would sign i would sign to an extension now i really would i would not have a problem with that so that's about what three or four guys that's a big part of the problem yes not a lot of talent or depth on this team that's obviously a huge problem i before we wrap up here i will tell you one interesting name that i think makes his way to free agency now i didn't think this at the beginning of the year and that would be wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin. In a contract year, they're bringing Antonio Brown in right now. If AB's killing it this year, I think Godwin becomes expendable for that team next year. I really do. So I would I would I would be yeah. all over him. Exactly. I would I would be all over that and all over for because it's tough seeing like a young good wide receiver spring loose. But if any of them's like got free, then we have to be all over it. And Godwin is has a lot of talent. It, I, I Galladay might be available too. I think he might probably get franchise tagged by the Lions, though. Um, what do you think about Juju? Because I mean, the Steelers don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think the Steelers keeping him. But he's not like he's like he, he's a little to read. Yeah. I liked him more coming into the season. I would I still take him, man. I, I was. I, I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, depending on I would take, exactly. I would we take. Need uh, him. We don't even have a choice. I would take uh, James Washington <laughs> yeah. on the Steelers on the Jets. What are you crazy? But um, no, I, I I still like him obviously because we have nothing. But uh, it's a little bit of a letdown from Galladay, Godwin. Uh, Keenan Allen got signed already, so he's off. Um, I'm no, AJ Green, T.Y. Holton, we don't need them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, the guys that I think the Jets will be looking at. See, this is another thing, too. If we get this guy, Martindale, C.J. Mosley knows him. So maybe C.J. might hold your breath, show up to play next year. <laughs> might actually show you. Listen, that's another guy. Is he still out there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, is, um, he, is he okay? Is he? I. I seriously. He has not watched <laughs> yeah. a single second of this team this year. I'm convinced. You can't. Yeah, convince definitely me not. Um, Matthew Judon, free agent at mm. the end of the year. Jets haven't had a pass rush since 2005. Maybe he comes to the Jets to play with CJ Mosley, his old defensive coordinator. That name is going to be the. He- I'm convinced that's going to be their head coach. You can't convince really? me otherwise. I. Yeah. It makes sense. It, it makes sense. Makes sense. It makes sense. He he's that leader, CEO type coach. Douglas, you know Douglas. He's not going to bring in a Sean McVay. That's not the school that he was brought mm-hmm. up from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
hopefully someone could coach football to where it's going this time around. And just yeah, tell Christopher please. Johnson, just go. Just please, goodbye. Yeah. And never come back. <laughs> and never come back. This guy brought us Adam Gase. Ugh. This guy, all Christopher Johnson's ever done for me and my fandom for the New York Jets and you too and all other Jet fans out there has kept Todd Bowles a year too late when he should have fired him the year before when he got here. Uh, brought us Adam Gase. <laughs> kept Adam Gase after a terrible year. Uh, what else are we going at? <laughs> the list goes on and on, bro. Yeah. Didn't um, didn't Joe say his first year on the fan was the first year of Kotite and that yep. was last year? And then it's le- yeah. And he thinks Gase is probably worse, which I think we could all say Gase is probably the worst coach in franchise history. Oh, without a yeah. doubt. It's not even close. You're going to be telling your grandkids one day, hey, yeah. those Gase years, yeah. man, let me tell you, that guy was the most incompetent coach. We uh-huh. knew right away. <laughs> the guy literally lost in our own division. Uh-huh. And Christopher Johnson goes, you're hired. You did such a good job <laughs> against the division. He goes, yeah, Gase knew the division. Yeah, you really knew him well. That's why uh, the Dolphins <laughs> lost all the teams in the division. Uh-huh. But he beat the and, Jets twice, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And hopefully we can tell our uh, grandchildren that he delivered us Trevor Lawrence, eventually. That was always the light at the end of the tunnel of the Gase era. I'm still, I'm not fully sold that they draft them. I, really? I'm 90% sure they will. There's a little fraction of me that I don't know. I, I really, we don't know. How do you know I for sure? I think they take them. For I mean, sure? Like there's no been, way of knowing, but like when it comes down to it, if they get one, I think they're taking them. I think so too, but I don't know. There's yeah, what yeah, I think. What, I, right. what we think doesn't matter. I mean, we don't yeah, know anything. There's always the possibility that Douglas thinks Donald could be the guy and just surround him with stuff. So, a lot, a lot left to be seen. But that's so funny though, Cotain Gase. <laughs> poor, poor Joe B. How good? You know what's really funny? Before we wrap up, um, Todd Bowles. All of a sudden, I get it. The Tampa Bay defense looks good. <laughs> all of a sudden, people see how terrible the Jets are without Todd Bowles. They're like, "Wow, Bowles yeah. can really coach." I. I invite everybody, anybody out there that wants Todd Bowles to be their head coach of their team, yeah, have please. fun. Yeah, please. please, please. Like, th- take them. Please. <laughs> Go ahead. I, ho- I hope uh, there's no AFC East openings, right? <laughs> no. no, right? And, and you've, like, said before, like, certain guys are just coordinator material. Like, they're not head coach material, and Bowles, Bowles falls under that, you know? Bowles is, Bowles is a coordinator. Gase should not have a job in football. Yeah, he should be a water boy. He should be. He should be the. I told you where Gase is going to go, right? Last yeah, week, Alabama. He's, he's going to be on a college campus next year, <laughs> being the coordinator. He's going to replace Steve Sarkeesian. That's be what he's going to do. Or he's he's going to be the because he demotes. He not demotes. He he takes on all these misfit yeah, exactly. toys. Like first it was <laughs> Kiffin, Sarkeesian. He's taking them all. He's. I could he, see he it. Could, Gase can bring Loggins with them too. There, <laughs> there you go. You're getting the boys together. Oh. I can't wait to see Gase go and fucking logins behind him carrying his stuff. Yeah, what about uh what so this game on Sunday, we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> How ba- do we cover 19? No. No, you're 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 going to you're going <laughs> to take the Chiefs minus 19? I would. So what's I the score? Let's hear it. Uh cuz it all depends if they like pull Mahomes. <laughs> so, I'll say I'll go 30, 34-3, or 34-6, something like that. I'm going to go a 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Wow. I'm going to go 52-17. We score 17. Wow. Because they're going to be, it's going to be like 52-7. Dude, they're going to drop over. They are dropping 50 on us. Oh, I could see it. A hundred percent. They're going to drop 50 on us. They're going to have, they are going to have 21 points within the, which is funny because the last time the Jets played the Chiefs, the Chiefs were up 21 to nothing within the first. Remember that? I was at that game. (laughs) The Chiefs were up like 21, nothing in the first five minutes of the game or something like that. And the Jets, believe it or not, came back and won. But that was Alex Smith. This is a totally different team in Arrowhead Stadium. We remember (laughs) the last time we went to Arrowhead Stadium. That that didn't end so well. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, 52-17. I hope I'm wrong. But how great! I will say I would accept this as one of our wins, though I really would. What do you mean? Oh, well, because somehow, a lot of knockout way. pools. Yeah. Oh, I mean, have crazier things happen? I don't, I don't know. know though, because if they win, <laughs> does Gase keep his? Does this win? I don't know. No, no. I mean, Sunday in my mind, we've been saying it all year. It's it's about seeing the young guys play, seeing what Mims can do and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm not. <laughs> It's going to be dead. (laughs) My last comment before we sign off here. You ready for this one? We're going to end on this note. The Jets will win one football game this year. Two football. I'm going to go with maybe one or two, but the Jets' first win of the season will be against the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. You know what? They are terrible. (laughs) They're bad. bad. And I would take Gase – that will be Gase's parting gift. You know, he's like, I'm sorry for everything, but I'll take down the Pats for you. No, because you know why? I, Imagine I don't we think... lose out on the Trevor Tank because of that, though. Yeah, uh, uh, no, nah, you can't. One in 15. We hope. One in, I, Jacksonville might be benching Minshew now, so who knows. But they're not going to go – I'm still not convinced they're going to go 0-16. They may, they may very well go 0-16, but yeah. I want to win at least a game, man. I don't want to be part of history as an 0-16 team. Exactly. You know, like, would the Giants ever go 0-16 or the, the Ravens? The pay- Come on, man. We're not yeah. the, I don't want to be want like that. the Browns. And, we probably are, but the Browns, the Lions, the all, all these. Uh, come on. So, I, but I think that's the – believe it or not, that's the only winnable game, only team I could see is beating on our schedule the rest of I mean, the way. It's got to be the Dolphins or the Pats, I think. Yeah, seriously. Everybody else is an automatic loss. Yeah, <laughs> but Monday that's gonna be a fun show next week preparing for that Monday night game. I'm excited for it. I, 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 my prediction, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. We'll see. But Sean, always good talking to you. You be good. Have a great week. Enjoy uh, your week of football. Hopefully, the Jets don't torture you too much. Hopefully, you watch a real team play uh, at halftime or something. So, be good. <laughs> and as always, go Jets. <laughs>